0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to start in the Old Testament and Genesis. Now, we read and completed Revelation, the last of the New Testament in our last session. Before we get started here, I want to have just like a little just a little prelude, just a little uh, Little, uh, I guess, discussion, or I guess discussion isn't fair, but uh, just a little statement of what we're doing, what we're looking at, and where we're trying to go with this. Just so we, uh, hopefully, we're all on the same page and, uh, and understand, you know, how we're looking at this. Now, first of all, when I read the Bible, it is largely with a literal interpretation, okay? So... When I read through the Bible, whether it be in Genesis or in Revelation or in the Gospels or in Proverbs and Psalm, I take it largely with a literal interpretation. Now, however, I do understand that there are caveats to this. Not everything that is stated in the Old Testament applies. There's several different reasons and very different you know, and I mean, and several different uh, logical thoughts with that, and that is first of all I'm just going to give you a couple of reasons so that you'll understand where I'm going with that and and understand what I mean Um, first of all the Old Testament is a lot of um, history of Israel and the Jewish people, okay, so A lot of that is historical, and its historical fact doesn't directly necessarily apply to us. There are lessons to be learned that we can certainly apply, and that's valuable, and that's why we read it and study it, to learn and apply those lessons. But the historical facts and the things that they did may not necessarily uh, directly apply to us. you know, things about the Ark of the Covenant and, and other things like that, okay? But they are of a historic nature, and we can learn from these things. So, understand how I'm saying that. I'm just saying that some of these things may not literally apply, and then we're in a different covenant. We're in the New Testament covenant. We're not in the Old Covenant. A lot of the laws and rules do not strictly apply. Now, however, I do believe that if we live correctly and follow the Lord, we will fulfill the law, okay? We will fulfill the old law, how? By loving our neighbor, by caring about each other. You know, by loving God first, of course. You know, Jesus says it plainly, love God with all your heart, love one another, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And that basically fulfills, that will basically fulfill the law. So, that is... uh that's a, that's a couple of things there, okay? And then there are there are figurative or symbolic statements or comparisons in the Word of God. Now, I'm just going to give you a couple that we've looked at and read in the New Testament, but there are others that are going to probably show up in the Old Testament too, okay? So, these are figurative or symbolic statements like, you know, Jesus does not want you to cut your hand or your foot off or pluck your eye out. He was saying that, that was a, uh, I forget the exact word, if it's an allegory or if it's a metaphor, but he's trying to get your attention and say, look, this is how badly you need to get sin out of your life. You need to remove temptations to sin. If something tempts you to sin, you need to remove it from your life. That was, he was making a very strong statement. When we read that, I think, especially as a child, I did not totally understand, um, and it seems shocking and weird but then later when you understand what he really means you're like oh I get it this is a serious thing take this very seriously but he doesn't literally want you to remove your eye or cut your hand or your foot off okay that's that's not literally what he wants he does not want you to hate your mother or your father or your brother or your sister or your family but what he does mean is that in by comparison You should love God and follow the Word of God and love God so much that in comparison, you may almost appear to hate others because you love God so much. Of course, we're not going to hate others. We are definitely told not to. You're definitely told to honor your father and your mother and to love and care about everyone, you know, as yourself. So it's a comparison, it's to get your attention to how much we need to pay attention to God how much we need to follow and listen to God okay now I'm not going in depth on any of these things but I'm just saying figurative metaphors things like this may again are are most likely going to come up and like I said a lot of what we're reading in the Old Testament is history and we want to learn those lessons and see how to apply them to our daily lives okay now in Genesis in chapter 1 we're gonna have creation Now, just like with Revelation, some people will say that some of this is more symbolic and not literal. Some people will say that um, a day is not really a day. It could be another unit, a longer unit of time. Okay, now I lean to the literal interpretation. However, again, God is all-powerful. He could create the earth and the universe, and everything as it is, looking as it it does, so that we would look at it and think it was billions of years old. It's kind of like when you bake a cake or do anything like that, and then maybe you freeze it and you bring it out a month later to somebody it may look or taste, and maybe a cake isn't the best example, but something you freeze or whatever. You bring it out later and it looks and tastes like it's fresh and new, but it's not. Well, look at frozen corn, for instance. That is the best corn in the world, far better than canned corn. <laughs> anyway, that's just my opinion. Nonetheless, things like that—that um, that would fool someone who doesn't understand or know the technology behind it. Okay, they—they they would not go back a long time ago, and they would not understand that you were able to freeze that and keep that in your freezer for weeks or months. You know. They did yeah, they did way they did things and they had ways of storing things too, but but not the same and they did not have the technology we do. So I'm trying to say if we go back far enough, there are people who would look at that and just not understand it at all and they wouldn't see how you was how you were able to do that. And a lot of times that's the way we are. We're we're like um okay, we're like someone from say after Noah's time, say we're like uh Uh, someone from Abraham's time we're someone back there with that technology they barely have the wheel and chariots and things like that but they don't have any real technology and you drop a jumbo jet airliner on them and ask them what it is you know that's how we are looking at the universe that God has created now I'm not trying to make fun of us God created us in his image we're pretty smart we don't know it all. We don't have it all. And he does. So, you know, so I'm just saying I lean to the literal. However, I do allow for the fact that if he created it more slowly, I think he could have created it just the way it is and it just looks a, a particular way to us. Okay. However, he could have created it more slowly if a day stands for a larger or longer unit of time. He could have. And now I'm going to ask the question that's most important. Does it really even matter? No, it does not. You know why? Jesus is our salvation. Whether God created the earth and everything in a literal day, or if those days maybe mean a thousand years or a million years, at the end of the day, that means nothing to me as far as my salvation. It doesn't change anything about Jesus or God for me. It's just, you know, it's something to talk about. It's one of those things that's fun to talk about, but like Paul warns us about, not to get caught up in, uh, oh, I forget exactly what he calls it, but not to get caught up in, um, you know, discussions of things that that really don't have value, you know, with uh, idle speculations and things, not to get caught up in all that. So let's graciously allow each other to think for ourselves, and follow the Lord and focus on important matters, but understand that sometimes we may have different, differing ideas about some things. But these things are not. This is not important. This is not going to save your soul and help you get to heaven. Oh, which was something else I meant to mention is that uh, uh, not everything in the Old Testament applies to us, uh, because for Israel the Promised Land was Israel, the nation of Israel. Okay, that was their promised land, especially through a large part of the Old Testament, right? For us, our promised land is heaven. Okay, So when we compare ourselves to them, we need to realize that they're trying to get to their promised land, and they're trying to live in and maintain their promised land, and that's what we should be doing also. But our promised land is not on this earth. It's not a physical place like that. It's, it's heaven. It's to be with God and the Lord and to live in the kingdom of of heaven now, which is more of a spiritual thing. Yes, we read in Revelation, and I do believe that there will be a physical kingdom at that time, way in the, well, I don't know when it is. It could start tomorrow, or it could be a long time from now. I don't know, but in the future. That, again, is because I lean more towards a literal thing, and he talks about the new Jerusalem and how large it will be, and that God and Jesus will be there, and we will be there with them. Whether that is symbolic, I believe there is a literal side of that, and I believe that that will occur. Um, whether some of that is symbolic and maybe not as literal remains to be seen. I'm not concerned about it. Either way, we will be with heaven and the Lord. All right, so so like I said, we want to focus on important matters. So our purpose, okay, our purpose here, okay, now I'm not a history major, just like I'm not a language major, I'm not going to try to delve into a lot of history, however, if there's some points that I can learn and find and and bring up, I will, there may be things that I forget to mention, or I may mention something that I know and not think about it, and it might be something that you didn't know, I don't know, You, you you may know things historically, about these times that I do not know again I am definitely not a history major so but we want to understand events and what is happening what is being said to this end okay to learn the lessons that are there in the old testament we want to learn the lessons there and it just really goes for the whole bible but since we're getting ready to start Genesis in the old testament we want to learn the lessons that are there we want to learn God's wisdom from His Word, you know, what is there in the Bible, and apply those lessons to our lives. You know, we we don't need to focus on the, you know, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not, but rather focus on, and this is a focus that Jesus brings to us in the New Testament, but rather focus on what should we do. Well, what we should do is love our neighbor as ourselves, love God with all our hearts, um, be merciful, kind, forgiving. If we focus on those things, we will not. We will. We will not do these shout nots. We will not commit those things. So, but we do want to learn everything that we can learn from here. We want to apply that to our daily lives so that we are following God and the Lord and doing what He would have us do. So we want to focus on following Jesus, doing His work, and. Uh, you know loving and caring about others so that we fulfill the law in our lives as Jesus did i know we're imperfect i know we're not going to do it exactly perfectly right etc etc we we know that let's 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 accept our failings god and jesus they accept us anyway let's accept our failings but we need to try okay we need to make effort and be sincere and try and that means, you know, when we do mess up, we need to repent and sincerely try to change ourselves. We're not out to change the world so much. There are changes we would like to see and make in the world. But, but if we change ourselves, if we start with ourselves, that will have an impact on the world around us. Okay, Because that we can really control. Even when all these other things are happening in the world and we can't control all that, we can control ourselves. We can control how we react, and what we do, and uh, and how we care about others. We can control all of that, you know. I know we can't control everyone else. I can't make people not do wrong things, but um, you know, I can't, you know, without causing them harm or in some physical way I can't simply just stop someone from murdering someone else by just wishing they wouldn't do it you know but um, as we change ourselves and show God's love out in the world hopefully that will that will change more people and draw more people to God with our example we're not always going to be able to do it by doing the classic you know Bible thumping and all that though there are times when things like that work. But sometimes we're just going to have to do it by setting that example and following the Lord regardless of the world around us. So, Alright, so I kind of got off on a little tangent there. do apologize. But again, our purpose, we want to understand what's going on, what is being said. We want to learn the lessons that we can so that we can apply those to our lives. I'm not trying to get into anything that's theoretical, or or speculative, or anything like that. I don't think that's very helpful, and I think that's one of the things Paul was talking about, about not getting into a lot of speculation and debate over things like that, because it's not helpful. Focus rather on the things that we know we should be learning and following and doing out of God's Word. Okay? Alright, so that's kind of my prelude to the Old Testament and Genesis, Um, again, I tend to read the Bible mainly literally, but I do understand there are things that are not literal, that are not intended directly for us. But there are a ton, a ton of lessons, a ton of God's wisdom that we can learn. And that's why we have the Bible. He wants us to learn and know these things, so that we know how to Live our lives. It's not that it's so profitable for us to know that, you know, this king did this or that king did that. That's not so profitable, but if we understand the lesson that can be learned from what they did, what they did wrong, what they should have done, all that, if we learn those lessons, then that is helpful to us. And that's the idea. That's the whole idea of the Bible is so that we have an instruction manual for our lives that can help lead and guide us into good decisions and following the Lord so that we can have the best for us. Okay, That's the whole idea. He's our Heavenly Father and He's trying to give us the best, teach us the best, so that we will learn and do the right things that benefit us the most, even sometimes when we don't understand that that benefits us the most. So, all right, I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May may God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.